0: Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you, and your kids, grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school ranger, and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone. I have Angela Miller here today. She is a homestead mama that follows where God leads her and started the Women's Homestead Society in Middle Tennessee. Hi, Ama- Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an Amanda on. Hi, Angela. Hi, Cody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? i are doing great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Would you like to tell everybody a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yes. And thank you so much for asking me. I felt really, really <clears throat> honored. I was super excited about this.
0: Oh
1: my um, like, <laughs> like Cody said, <laughs> my name is Angela Miller. I am a homestead mama. I have two little kiddos. We live in middle Tennessee. I grew up homesteading. Um, and I continued to, we took a small break after we got married and then we started back up homesteading. Um, I love, I love, and I enjoy every part of it. Um, and then last year we started, um, the women's homestead society. Um, I can share more about that later, but the story behind it has been really fun and Where God's taken it has been so amazing from a small, our very first one was just small. It was just about 65 women at our home farm. And then this year it's gotten so much bigger and really excited about it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And that's actually um, kind of how I got connected in with Angela is she invited me to come out and be a vendor at her event. And I I felt really honored to be invited to such an intimate event.
1: I'm super excited that you're going to be there. really excited
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome I you like I said before our talk is I I love connecting with people and I think I love conference season because I used to do these with my dad he was a hunting guide and so we would do all the western like or the outdoor expos and stuff and I would just spend all day talking to people and I realized that it was something I really loved although it drains me completely like (laughs) emotionally and but I I also, it builds me up so much and I I love connecting and I love the relationships that I have been making. It has been, it's so different than just selling behind my website. It's, and originally I started the podcast thinking that was how I was going to connect with people. And then I realized I was sitting in a room talking to myself. So. um I started bringing on guests, and, and that's worked wonderfully.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that! I love it.
0: My husband said it's podcasting is the best job that for me possible because I get to just talk to myself.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> he gives me a hard time, but you know, I, I think he loves me. <laughs> Oh. Oh. So you have a, a homestead in Tennessee, right?
1: I do. So we have our two milk cows. We have a Guernsey and a Jersey. Um, <laughs> yes, we <laughs> love them so very much. And then we have um, the Jersey's baby that we're raising for our future meat, And then another heifer. We garden. We just got Katahdin's recently, which has been a fun addition to What's our garden. A charin sheep they're uh they're like hair mm-hmm. sheep so they're like okay. a breed they're not like dairy they're they're uh they don't have wool they have hair and so they naturally shed and so I don't have to which is really good for our southern climate um they're yeah. naturally uh parasite resistant and so um I got just a few from a friend down the road. And so they were very, are already acclimated to like our soil and what's going on in this area and our climate. And so, um, and then we have our, you know, our chickens and the gateway to homestead stay. Um, right. <laughs> and- <laughs> Uh, We have a garden, seasonal garden, and then we do seasonal meat birds. And so um, that's where we're at right now. I've been in this stage of like, do we scale up or do we not? We have two little children. We have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And so Mm. it's been one of those things you're like, what can I do? Um, And knowing what I can do and then what I can't do. And then just realizing um, one of the things I love about community is that I don't have to do it all by myself.
0: I was just and, talking about that.
1: Uh, it's such a key thing that I'm learning. Um, just learning recently is like, I don't have to produce everything mm-hmm. on my own. I, I am made to rely on other people. We need other people and we need our community and our tribe. And so knowing I don't have to do it all by myself. I can totally, I'm willing to barter trade by from yes. someone else stage of two little children to be able to go, okay, I can't, I can't add any more. And that's okay. And I can just get it from someone else.
0: You know what? It's yeah. Um I tell people a lot that we produce 80% of our own food. Yeah. And I can very honestly say that, even though I personally don't grow all of the food that we consume or that our animals consume. Yeah. And it's that my husband barters by, he's a disabled vet and runs our farm and uh handles, handles our family Yeah, a lot. I mean, obviously I handle the family, but I'm, I'm a business mama, you know? Yeah. And so he, in the summertime, he helps the neighbors do all their hay. <clears throat> he runs equipment. He does all of their mechanics. They are actually, they also have a trucking company. So they're gone a lot. And so he can go over and he works on all their equipment before season. And then actually like during hay season, he's out there actually hanging with them and stuff. And that is our winter hay payment every year.
1: I love that.
0: So, you know, when he gets done with haying, he load, his last job is to load up the truck and it comes over to our house before snow hits, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And so like we have fed our cow, we, we have, let's see here. We have three milk cows and then two Angus heifers. Wow. Well, I mean, they're, I think they're just over a year now.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and we fed them all winter long on that hay.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we even had a little extra where I'm working on some stuff with my pigs and they're eating the hay too. So
1: that's yeah, so cool.
0: we have nine sows. So we run a pretty big pig operation, but oh, as, wow. yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You are busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so actually all of our cows are at that same neighbor's house getting bred by their hef- or their Hereford bull right now.
1: Oh wow.
0: Because my son wants to show a Black and fair in two years.
1: Okay. Which
0: next year he's taking one of their steers. He's working for them over the summer during yeah. hay season two to earn himself a steer. Oh wow. I told him I'm that- not buying you a steer. So you want a steer, <laughs> you earn a steer.
1: Wow. It sounds like you have really good neighbors.
0: We do. And you know what? We live in a community. We are 27 miles from the closest town. Okay. So we definitely rely on community a lot up here. Um, Probably about half of the people that live up here are Mennonite. Okay. And they're, um, of course, they're wonderful. Yeah. We work with them a lot. And then um, probably the other half is either homestead or off-grid minded people and 40% of our community homeschools.
1: Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: And that was, that doesn't even count the Mennonite families that use their like church home hybrid thing.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, there's a co-op like all the time. I mean, our local 4-H meetings are like in the middle of the day on Fridays. (laughs)
1: You, know? wow. Sounds like you guys have amazing community where you're at.
0: We really do. And so I'm really super blessed for that. But yeah. so, what, like I said, when I say that we produce 80% of our own food, if we don't personally grow it, I'm mm-hmm. watching it grow or yeah. I'm bartering for it. Yes. So like we even buy all of our uh, grain here and I, I can watch or not grain uh, flour. Yeah. Like literally the wheat field is right below me. And I watch it grow. And then I buy the wheat from the grain mill.
1: I am jealous. That is amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, um, and and I buy frozen burritos when I'm writing books. So, you know, it's, it's all about balance. It's balance.
1: It's balance.
0: <laughs> when I was finishing my last book, my husband and teenage son were gone on a fire and I had my two, four, well, they were 13 at the time. I, Two 13-year-olds, my son was running the farm, cooking all the meals and handling the babies while my daughter literally helped me finish the book because with my husband leaving on the fire, I got behind on the book and I had to be like, everybody's <laughs> writing. So my daughter, I mean, she wrote the whole glossary, which um, if you own my book and you're missing the uh, hunting unit, we will blame that on Savannah, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't notice till after we shipped—you know shipped out hundreds of books. So... <laughs> But if you, uh, you know, caveat if you go to any homeschool curriculum page, they have a submit and edit page, and this is why. (laughs) But yeah, we had a really, it it was, we we were at the grocery store, and I have this whole conveyor belt of frozen burritos and Pop Tarts, (laughs) and just, and the, you know, small town, the cashier's like, Aren't you the lady that writes all those books (laughs) teaching your kids?
1: You're like, um,
0: I said, yes, I am teaching my kids self sufficiency right now that they can cook all of the meals while I write a book. And because they are busy, the way they are cooking is with microwave burritos.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: But you know what? That same kid, he made pork carnitas out of uh our home raised pigs last night for dinner. So you know moderation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I love it. Oh
0: good. Uh, you know, and you know, like with this comes that, you know, that we are, you know, we, I say you too, we are business minded women who have families and stuff. And so I love that you came up with this women's homestead society. Do you want to give me a little bit of like that story?
1: Yeah. So it actually started last year. Um, it started, it was like a big, long process that God just took me through. Um, last year we started, um, the year 2022, I was so excited. I was going to, it was going to be like the year of my homestead. I had so many like plans and dreams and I was going to, totally like produce all of our food. And we got pregnant, we got pregnant, like in March. And so I was like, super sick. And the same as you like, we were living off of frozen pizzas and like, pick up Mexican food. Like it was like, that's the season we were in and the homesteading just kind of took the backseat. And then in August of 2022, we found out that our baby actually passed away. We Mm. had a a stillborn at 21 weeks and
0: it oh, wasn't I'm so a- sorry for that
1: Thank you. it was it was harder than anything that I've ever walked through in my entire life it wasn't I can't even put it to word in into words it was like a part of me died um I'm yes. not the same person as I was before um but I realized be, that- but
0: let's hope that you grow from it
1: yeah absolutely I know I have and I know that even in the worst situations, the dark situations, God can take it and turn it into something Mm -hmm. beautiful. And from that tragedy, there was this realization, like community is so important. Like we were chatting about before, like Mm -hmm. this vital to who we are as people in every aspect of our life is community. And so
0: um, when my son was, my son was two months early, when we were in the hospital three hours away, my kids were running the farm by themselves and my community got together and, um, here, hold on one sec. So hi. say hi. Hi. This is the gal that's doing the Women's Homestead Conference. So we will be seeing her in a week or so.
1: See you, <laughs> See you soon.
0: I had to text somebody for water. I've had these back-to-back calls and so. Oh,
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs>
0: that might even be one of those little pieces I leave in cuz it's cute but <laughs> i love it <laughs> um anyways when my son was 2 months early the kids were running the farm by themselves and our community 100% pitched in so we live next to border patrol and like i said you know 30 miles from town so mm-hmm. the wives of the border patrol guys were sending them with breakfast and lunch foods for the kids okay. and then another family, like another family would bring them dinner at night.
1: Oh my goodness. And
0: that's- then they'd call, yeah, they'd call me and be like, I'm doing a walkthrough on the house. Everything looks reasonable, you know?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and the best part was, is we had two cows and milk at the time. So the kids could send like raw milk home with these families. So that was oh, really nice too.
1: That's so amazing. I'm so reminded of like, you know how animals, Um, I think it's like elephants and like uh, maybe hate buffalo when an animal is wounded or um giving birth how the other animals surround mm-hmm. it, and keep it, safe and they don't let anything um penetrate that circle because it keeps it all the predators out and what all those a beautiful
0: things. like analogy and comparison
1: i, I, I see that like <clears throat> this community surrounds us in this time of um hurt or grief or pain mm-hmm. And it keeps us safe from maybe the predators or it it doesn't fix everything, but the community is what kind of helps us get through that time. And so um, that was a key vital part Mm -hmm. in us being able to keep walking through our grief. And then in October, I... I realized I really want to have this gathering of homestead women that we can connect. I love, love Instagram and social media, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: I love that face-to-face connection that we get with each other when we sit down, we share a meal. Um, And so I reached out to Anne, a farm girl in the making. She lives not far from me. And so I- I was like, hey, do you think this is something that people would be interested in? Do you think people would, women would want to get together? I was Oh my so goodness, did you myself. even
0: have to ask yourself that? I did.
1: I was so unsure. I was like, I, I wasn't sure of myself and my capabilities at that mm. moment. And so I was like checking in with Anne. I was like, okay, what do you think? Like, do you think that people would be interested in this? And she's like, yes. And so I went for it. And it was at first, it was just at our at our house. It was in our barn that we have, my husband built on our farm Mm -hmm. and it was just a free event. And we had about 65 women there and we had a lovely dinner and just a really great time of fellowship. And, um, we ended up having like a question and answer panel. And um, some of my friends were on there and it was just really, really, really amazing. And uh, I realized walking away from it, like this is needed. Like it confirms
0: empowering.
1: (laughs) It confirms all my questions of like, is this something that I can offer people? And it was like, yes, this is needed and it's wanted. Mm -hmm. And I I want to be able to continue offering this because I love this. Like I love getting to do this. And so um, we are throwing our second event and it went crazy big compared to how it was, you know, just the 65 women. It was a free uh-huh. event. and just the amazing sponsors that God has put in our path. And yes, I- I've
0: I- seen Jesus. some of those Just so yeah. proud of you.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I really don't think it was me. I just, I keep giving the glory to God because it was like, all of these people like homesteaders of America, Murray McMurray, um Jovial. Mm-hmm. So so, and
0: That's one neighbor. thing I've always looked at in my really you know, my relationship with God is, you know, sometimes I work so hard towards the things that I do. I mean, I just yeah, I earn every bit of it. And I've I had a pastor that I ended up later having to part ways with. Yeah because yeah but I remember my first I I was a single mom going to college and I worked so hard I had these infant twins I and I got my science degree in three and a half years in agriculture so I mean I was working at the farm I'd have my kids in class with me I mean I would do whatever it took I mean I wouldn't take them to lectures but some they were at the farm with me a lot yeah, and I mean, I would pay other students to like come to the house, like, or I'd let them do their laundry there and I'd cook them food and stuff just I so I could like that. have breaks yeah. and stuff, like to yeah. do my homework. And I graduated with honors with a wonderful internship. And to you, well, thank you. And I'm not even trying to say it like that, but okay. my pastor goes, Oh, praise Jesus! Mm-hmm. and I just like. Yes, I had the Lord with me the whole time for it, but I was a little bit like, I felt like the Lord gave me the strength to do it, but I did it, you know, and I didn't want like a huge, like, I didn't know like I wanted a party thrown for me or that I wanted to take away the strength that I was given. Yes. But, and at first it kind of threw me off and then I questioned like my faith and some of that type of thing, you know, how, why am I feeling that way? And like I said, that pastor actually did something later that was like, mm. it was really hurtful. I mean, it was my grandfather's pastor all the way through and yeah. Anyways, um, it's, that's probably one of the hardest relationships to lose, but I realized that there was a small piece to that, that it's okay to say, yes, the Lord gave me the vision to do it and the strength to do it. And I'm so proud of myself for being able to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, but, and you know what? I could be wrong and I might have, (laughs) you know, I might have every Proverbs 31 woman messaging me after this episode and telling me how wrong I am, but I know that that's what feels right in my heart right now. So.
1: Yeah. And I think definitely there is this like, God gives us the vision, but then we have to act on it. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like,
0: that's why he gave us our own free will.
1: Yes, exactly. There is something of us putting the work behind it because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he is our inspiration, but there's also this like where I don't know how to say it correctly, but he gives us the inspiration, but we have to do something with it. It's not like we can just just let it be. And it Mm -hmm. will whatever it is. Take we, the
0: and you know what, i parent i parent the same way i say i give you all the tools that you need to be a successful person but you have to use those tools
1: absolutely yeah there's a self-responsibility mm-hmm. um that yeah that work that we put into it that god gives us the tools but then we're going to actually pick the tools yeah. up and use them um, <laughs> it, it's so important
0: <laughs> it really is So i always i and, and the only reason I even brought it up is I see such an amazing woman in you for taking this step. And then you said, well, you know, it was, it was God. And I don't want yeah. you to take away from how wonderful you are either, you know?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So you, you were telling me a l- we were getting into how it was really taken off and I'd like to oh, with goodness. all your wonderful sponsors, which, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that has been so fun. I have been so excited to see just so many other women, other businesses being willing to mm-hmm. stand behind our mission and what we're doing. It has been so exciting to get to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Just getting to chat with all the wonderful, like I got to chat with Amy um, from Home Sitters of America. It's uh-huh. so fun. and You're so sweet. Uh, she is she's so sweet or Anne Anne has been such mm-hmm. a key player in helping me bring this uh, to fruition. and so mm-hmm. um, get to have 200, probably a little bit probably closer to 220 um, women coming to this next conference and get to be together and we get to hear from amazing speakers from Beth Daughtry and Anna Scott or Anne Scott and um Sophie and Sarah Kleins, and so I think it's Clinos. I don't know how to pronounce her last name but clean yeah. jeans and we we love Sarah from clean jeans <laughs> um but they all get to be <laughs> sharing their their stories and and getting to inspire women and then we get to enjoy another really amazing farm to table meal and I'm so excited to be able to also get to um feature farms that are local to us mm-hmm. and people, um, help them and then also I, get to see
0: them like you, you posted like a video of these are the chicks bought by one of the farm table people and I was like yeah. how neat to like see that whole process like yeah. you know, everybody has these different marketing ways to you know bring people in and tell that story leading up to their events and yeah. I thought that was such a unique special way of doing that.
1: Yeah, it has been so fun to be able to support other women homesteaders, women farmers, Mm -hmm. and get to not only, not only just get to take their products and turn it into an amazing meal, but also get to like feature their farms, like get Mm -hmm. to share their stories. Um, And we're going to be doing that more throughout the year. Um, But just really, that makes me super excited to get to support other people. It's not just me. It's a whole bunch of amazing women and homesteaders that oh, we get to keep cultivating this, um, get to share their stories and get to help them along their way. So I'm so excited about that.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm seeing so many homestead events pop up this year and yeah. some of them might have been around for the last couple of years, but I, you know, yeah. And um, but I love it. Like we're having one out here on the West Coast finally. And
1: yes, they saw that one. I
0: know. And so and it's only an hour and a half for me. I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> yes.
1: oh, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> Which, you know, I had I heard about it and like so I immediately sent in that I wanted to be a vendor. And then Homesteaders of America was a couple weeks later. Okay. And I get there and I walk up and I'm like, hi, you know, I'm homestead education. I want to get my booth stuff. And she's like, oh, I've been wanting to talk to you. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and it was uh, Katie Milhorn who's putting on, you know, her and Melissa K. Norris are putting on this event out here, the Modern uh-huh. Home Potter Convention. And I just, I didn't recognize her, you know, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. And she's like, no, you're coming to my event, right? And I'm like, what is your, what is going on right now? <laughs> and she came over to my booth and was like, I've been talking to Melissa and we want you to come speak. And I was just like so blessed and overwhelmed by it, you know. But honestly, it's really given me the confidence that I kind of needed this year. Like, even though I've been doing this for a couple of years now, my big debut of my new product was HOA this last year. Okay. And I was, I had a little bit of that um imposter syndrome going on. Like, do I have something that people <laughs> actually want to see? You know, you were probably (laughs) feeling, do I, this event, is this something that people want?
1: Yes. And I mean,
0: with your event, I can see it as somebody else saying, how can you even ask that? (laughs) Because that, I mean, the Homestead movement, the modern Homestead movement is, it's, I mean, it's widespread and people are excited and people want to know what it is. And they want to be a part of it, and they want to feel connected in it in a way that our society hasn't felt connected in probably 100 years.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Attention, witches! This is Nina Moreau broadcasting a special alert from the Grimoire Society. We ask that witches please remember to subscribe to the new monthly newsletter. While we love psychically sending you every spell, recipe, penny, dreadful, and conjure advice that we have, Spirit representatives have asked that we cease clogging up the ether. We have contracted a special team of messenger pigeons to deliver your monthly newsletter directly to your doorstep. For only $5, you can sign up for this elusive serial at www.thegrimoirsociety.com. Remember, this notice is for witches only. If you are not a witch and have somehow come across this broadcast, you will forget all that you've heard in three, two.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And so I, I feel like you're giving back in a major way. And that's kind of, you know, again, like I wasn't sure if what I had to offer was something that somebody wanted to see. And yeah. having these events like this where, like like I said, I can so blatantly see that your event is needed the people who are running these events can see the things that they're that will help the people that are coming to. And in my case, like, you know, with what happened with Katie Milhorn and then speaking to you, it's given me the more of the confidence that I needed to continue providing a product that is also needed, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure.
0: And I, I mean, Just kind of having one of those moments at the moment. I haven't even gotten a chance to celebrate because I've been so busy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, In fact, when I called my, uh, we talked before the, no, it was, no, my other interview today. Oh my goodness. So busy. (laughs) You know, she, she, I talked to her about homeschooling and she was like, oh, I needed this conversation today. I was ready to throw in the towel. And I said, that's funny. Last night, I was so overwhelmed with getting ready for my conventions that I was, I was I literally just put my computer down and cried. Like I just needed a minute. And mm-hmm. my husband's like, go take a break. And so I walked outside and I called my old business coach, who's a friend of mine as well. And when we talked about like sheep and stuff, like it wasn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like she, like she just went through lambing season and she had a lamb die and we just, you know, we talked it out. Yeah. And, stuff. and um, I just needed that in that moment. And it was so helpful But she, I was telling her what was going on in my life. And she was like, why aren't you celebrating right now? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of it. I'm so busy. (laughs) But (laughs) what it was is, you know, I've really been pushing that you know, yes, we have all these adults that are so excited about homesteading and they want to teach their kids. And so I wanted to fill that need for them. But what I realized is that we have a societal need to be teaching our kids where their food comes from and these self-sufficient skills that aren't being taught in schools anymore. And when they are, they're being taught either as home ec, which you're not going to get the student numbers in that, that you want, or it's being taught as ag science, which is a great program. And is part of the FFA program, which I I'm a huge supporter of 4 H, so FFA falls right in with that. But it also primarily only teaches commercial agriculture.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: so even for the kids who want to be involved with that, that doesn't always teach how to do that at home and what those self sufficient skills actually look like. Yeah. So with this stance of that, we need to be tre- teaching our youth. I was actually reached out to by authority magazine to talk on, to do an article on this Wow! on how, like, you know, to teach young people to get into agriculture in a different way. I
1: love
0: that. And so I did, I, you know, I wrote an article for them and it's been accepted and I'm waiting for the published date, oh. but I was, I, I was just so like, Oh, that's really cool that somebody wants to hear about that. And my business coach was like, why aren't you celebrating? <laughs> you know. So, you know, I might have to, my daughter and I might have to go out for some cheesecake on the, you know, our trip.
1: <laughs> yes. I was actually just chatting with someone. We were talking about how we can see things in other people's lives, but we can't always see them in our mm-hmm. own lives. And sometimes it takes someone else calling it out in us yeah. for us to notice, like, oh, yeah, like that is, that's great. Like this is growth. And it, sometimes it takes the other person because we can't see it in our own lives. I think it's very, very common
0: <laughs> <laughs> right unfortunately <laughs> and then I mean when we're so when we have to be in this online space so much and they talk about how that's actually detrimental to like teenagers because their brains can't even wrap around it especially teenage girls yeah. and that uh imposter syndrome yeah that I I mean I feel that on a regular basis oh of yes course, I have a couple other mental health issues that you know, like are in the back of my brain along with it. Um, not totally crazy, only a little crazy. You know, oh, don't
1: worry, we're all there with you. <laughs> right. My husband
0: always says, "just just crazy enough to make life fun." Um, I love
1: that.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I have enough of those like insecurities that when you add imposter syndrome on top of it, it's a like sometimes a daily battle. Yeah, and my to so to like. Be concerned about my teenage daughter, like you know, having to be, you know, subjected to that online. I I worry about it, but I also don't, I don't shelter her completely from the online space because I want her to learn healthy boundaries while I'm still there to guide her.
1: Yeah, that is so important. You know, I
0: get I get a lot of side eyes because I also am not against my teenagers dating while they're in the house. Yeah, because I want them to learn those healthy. boundaries and stuff like that well I'm still here to have that great relationship with them or not make them feel like they have to hide it
1: yeah yeah I think that has a lot of wisdom in it
0: Mm -hmm. you know and I'm not like well my 17 year old like keeping him reined in like (laughs) (laughs) whatever I'm not even gonna (laughs) we had these really great rules in place and they totally backfired with him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but for my twins, you know, my 14 year olds that are coming up behind him, I think that it's a really healthy rule. And it's that, yeah, you are allowed to date while you're in the house. And of course, you need to respect the person that you're dating and respect their boundaries. And, yeah. you know, we don't believe in premarital. But of yeah. course, if that's something that, you know, I'd rather you be honest with me and make sure you're healthy and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Especially like my teenage, my 17-year-old, like I said, trying to keep him reined in on that conversation. I'd rather him talk to me about it and we make sure that he's healthy rather than yes. doing something dumb, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. That is the thing about having a five-year-old and two-year-old. Like we're not there yet. I'm, I'm
0: so glad we're not
1: there yet. Right. Five years, it seems like well, a really easy age.
0: <laughs> I don't know. My five-year-old spent all day long making a valentine's day card for a girl at co-op <laughs> even though they aren't even doing a valentine they didn't even do a valentine's party he wanted to make her a valentine and he got money out of his piggy bank because he wanted to get her a bouquet of lollipops
1: oh goodness yes See, my little guy still like yeah girls have cooties and i'm cool with just playing with my buddies
0: <laughs> right <laughs> uh, and when he even told like i was like dude you know he's like well I have my guy friends, you know, and we do things that girls aren't allowed to be a part of, but, um, this particular girl, she's really cute. (laughs) So, I mean, he did the whole, like, and he gave her her card and stuff right after the class I teach at co-op because, and then there's like a play time after that. So then he's running around with all the boys playing kickball and she's sitting there with all the girls And she's actually like a year and a half older than him. She's seven and he's five. So, I mean, he's going for those older ladies. (laughs) She's sitting there with her uh, card and all her lollipops and she's digging through her bag and I'm kind of watching her just to, you know, see, and she got out. She had a little packet of like chocolates and she gathered up some chocolates for him and she made him a card and took it back. I was like, that's so cute. And that's it's so funny because I had just like her mom and I did a con like a local, like swap sale thing together be- recently. And her and I were talking cause you know, her oldest is the same age as my teenage daughter. Hey. And so we were just her teenage son. And so we were just talking about how we view dating and she, she's an anti-dater. You don't date until you know, you're 18. Yeah. And I told her my philosophy on it. I said, you know, cause yeah. if, for example, if my daughter came home and told me that she liked your oldest son, he is a good kid. I would support that, you know? And I said, but you know, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, the two of you go hang out by yourselves, have fun. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, do you want to text each yeah. other? Do you want to sit next to him at the, you know, Yeah. do you want to go to the homeschool prom with him? Like, I think that's adorable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We do a homeschool prom here, so.
1: I love that. That's so (laughs) so (laughs) cute.
0: But I'm also, you know, I think there's there's the healthy boundaries with it and stuff. But, yeah, so our rule was you have to be 16. You have to have a job. You have to have a vehicle. And if you, like, you know, for the boys, if you're going to be paying for the dates, you're paying with that out of your own money. I'm not... Yeah. So, you know, my thought with that was, is it's going to make them have more respect for the girls they're dating because they have to work for their time with them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, my son at 15 started working as an electrician's apprentice, a making $35 an hour.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't quite the plan.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, within a year, he bought himself this gorgeous, like 1986 lifted Chevy Scottsdale four wheel drive, uh-huh. like, you know, mint paint job, and he's really good looking. And <laughs> literally, I'm pretty sure he dated every girl in town in about eighteen months. <laughs> and I was like, well, that one didn't work out. <laughs> so, you know, he's actually he's dating a really nice girl right now. He's dated a couple of really nice ones for long periods of time that. Yeah, like I said, we don't like pay for dates, but we've taken her like, you know. Oh, we're going, you know, to the next town for the day. Does everybody want to come? We'll pay for lunch and a movie, and you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, but, that's sweet.
0: But he handles himself pretty much at this point. He's like, no, I don't need you guys to pay for the movies because I can afford it. You know.
1: <laughs> I'm making thirty five bucks an hour, mom. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I never made that kind of money before I started my own <laughs> business. You know. I
1: was like, I was doing good if I got eight dollars an hour. <laughs>
0: it's my daughter. She makes $10 an hour with her babysitting job. Um, she nannies over the summer. She has us for the last few years. So
1: Fine.
0: yeah. So yeah, that, that kind of backfired on me, but you know, <laughs> you hey, do your yeah, best. Like,
1: yeah. At least he's still in your house You can still have conversations. Like it's mm-hmm. still, that's such an important, important key is keeping that open communication. At least that's what I'm learning. I still have like a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So when it comes to teenagers, I have no idea, but even at the same stages that nobody
0: does, nobody has any,
1: like being able to have open communication and be like, okay, let's chat about everything. And I'm sure that's easier with a five-year-old than a 17 year old, but um, it is still amazing. You get to do that while you're still, he's still in your house and you get to still have that loving, open relationship with him.
0: True. And, you know, we do have these conversations. There's conversations sometimes that he starts telling us stuff, but I'm like, Oh, I don't, I didn't want to hear that. Like,
1: <laughs> <nope>.
0: <laughs> but then I'm like, you know what? He's talking to us and let's, mm-hmm. you know, so we're like, okay, well, you know, he's actually going to be 18 in three weeks. So we're like, okay, you know, um, if that's what you're going to do, this is the safest way to do that. And yeah, you know, like I said, I'd rather him and, you know, we went out of town when we went to the Homesteaders of America, we were gone for three weeks because we did a cross country trip with it. And he, you know, too cool to travel with mom and dad. So he stayed home and he handled the farm, which was good. Yeah. Uh, we had one issue that big picture, you know, so yeah. I mean, him and his buddies, they've been hunting all day and they had a truck full of guns, which wasn't the, that wasn't even the issue because yeah. we live yeah. in North Idaho, you know, you no, live in Tennessee. Not- I'm sure <laughs> you get it.
1: It's, yeah, that's how it is back in the sticks in middle
0: Tennessee. So, <laughs> right. so um, his buddy actually rolled the truck into the river.
1: Oh, goodness. They
0: came around and turned too fast. There was a deer in the road. Yep. He rolled the truck. Um, everybody was okay. Thank goodness. A little beat up and stuff. Um, They had to fish all the guns out of the river. And because we weren't home, they thought the best way to handle that would be to come to our house and clean all the guns on my brand new carpet and then so test them all and then test them all off my back porch oh. so like <laughs> I don't care that they clean the guns on the carpet we have all the supply, or in the house like we have all the yeah. supplies here we have a lot of space that they can put all the guns and all these teenage boys can clean everything I'm proud of them for knowing they needed to clean their equipment yes listen, put a tarp down or a blanket or something <laughs> And then they tested all the guns off the back porch and left all the shells all over my patio. So I come home and I'm like, what in the world happened here? (laughs) Like my whole living room smelled like, you know, that like nasty river water.
1: Oh, oh, yes.
0: Then he tried to vacuum it. And so then my vacuum smelled like nasty river water. I'm like, it's a good thing you make $35 an hour because you are buying me a new vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) so but if that's the biggest issue I have when I leave my 17 year old home alone for three I, weeks like I'll take it
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: you know I mean yeah. the video game system was set up in the living room and there was soda cans by the chair but eh, or no no there was monster cans by the chair so I did have a little <laughs> bit of a talk with him about that but
1: you know. oh, sometimes
0: there's just no stopping them on those things
1: Oh, no and there's things you can just let go like even with my five-year-old two-year-old like there's things that are like worth my time and effort and then there's just things that I'm like okay that's really not a big deal in the long run I can just let it go
0: right you just kind of go I'll allow it <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> I will allow that
0: <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember what it said my son said something really smart to his dad last night and his dad like stopped and looked at him and then was like I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: But our um, five year old is luckily, he's probably the easiest of all six of them.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he's a pretty sweet kid. He has his moments, but uh-huh. um, we kind of he it's kind of a weird one. Like I obviously don't believe in reincarnation, but I do believe in like the spirit, you know, like giving life and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, unbeknownst to us, he was conceived in the same time period as my dad passing away. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. within hours.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yes. And this child is my dad. 100%. Oh, wow, what a like, beautiful gift. Yeah. I mean, it's like his personality, Things he says, like mannerisms, gestures. I'm just like. But then sometimes it's kind of scary. Like he told us this really long story the other day about he once saw a man who was stabbed in the head when he was working on the docks. And my dad owned shipyards.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. My husband and I are just like okay he's all it was and he and then he looked at us like dead in the face and goes it was after tennessee <laughs> my dad my dad hitchhiked from tennessee at 13 out to california and started working in shipyards oh wow and i mean my husband and i were just like you mean our vacation to tennessee he's all now <gasps> and then just goes back to playing and i'm like How, like <laughs> Like, not only is he talking about someone getting stabbed in the head, he has, like, these weird details that, like, down at the docks after Tennessee, like, we're just, like, (laughs) okay, whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to. You don't even know where to go with that. (laughs) Right? But most of the stuff is really just positive and sweet. And I'm, like, wow, like, he's, you know, the sweet mannerisms that he has are so similar to my dad's and stuff. And some of his funny stuff and. But, yeah, then everyone saw he pops off with something like that, and you know, we consider having him exercised and <laughs> <laughs> no, he's my easy one. He actually at a uh, homesteaders of America, my fourteen year old was talking to the make milk raw guys. And I yes, this, yes. yeah uh-huh. so he was talking to them, and he wasn't paying attention to his five year old brother. So he continued to repeatedly ram him in the leg with his head. <laughs> but my 14 year old can be so, because he's high functioning autistic, yeah. he's, and all he cares about is his dairy cows. Like you can have a like long conversations with oh. him about like advanced dairy genetics. Yeah. So he's talking to these guys, totally, probably annoying the heck out of these guys too, you know, (laughs) and my five-year-old is mad that he's not being paid attention to. So he's ramming him repeatedly in the leg. And my 14 year old doesn't even like, you know. (laughs)
1: He's zoned out. You're there zoned in.
0: Yeah. And so then we're at the rogue food conference and my booth is right next to these guys. And I'm chatting with them and they're like, wait, I said something about raising self-sufficient kids. And that's a book I'm writing right now. And they're like, wait, you're the gal your, your son's name is Taterhead, right? I'm like, yeah, that my five-year-old is Taterhead. And they're like, man, if I ever met a self-sufficient kid, it's that kid. And they proceed to tell me this story about how he just like rammed his brother in the lake. <laughs> they're all like, he wants something, he's going to make it happen. <laughs> oh see I right here I needed just a fun chat for a minute
1: oh good I'm having a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) I was so stressed out Cody I was like oh my goodness I don't know if I can do a podcast like I've never done a podcast before and I'm like someone's like just pretend you're chatting with your friend and I'm like I didn't even realize, but it just just feels like we're just chatting as friends. So exactly
0: really what friend. it is, and I'm, you know, I've been on a few where they had a set of questions, and I was a little nervous. Or when I was on uh, Jill Winger's podcast, I was an absolute mess the day before.
1: <laughs> I can not imagine. No, <laughs>
0: so, um, I mean that was the goal for me was to make it on Jill's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I ran into her at HOA and she invited me. I didn't even ask, you know, I just told her what my business model was. And I had seen her two years ago, at HOA and said, this is what I'm trying to do. She's like, Oh, good. Let me know how that works out for you. You know? And so then I caught her the next year and said, I did it.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. And so she asked me to come on her podcast and it, it, you know what, I'll be honest. It was a disaster. I felt like a disaster the whole time. (laughs) And it, it went, I mean, it went well, and yeah. I, that was back in November and at yeah. least once a week, I have a mom reaching out to me saying, thank you for sharing your story. Like I'm in tears right now because I thought I was alone. Mm.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's, I, I almost, I see these podcasts as almost like mini Ted talks. Yes. Like we come on here and we get a chance to connect with somebody else. I feel so uplifted after my chat with you and some, hopefully somebody else hearing us talk about how hard it is, you know, being moms and doing these big things and how it's so hard for us. Hopefully they will hear that and feel uplifted like we got to today.
1: Yes, I agree. So I really do hope walks away encouraged
0: <laughs> right and if you're going to continue to do these events get used to it sweetheart
1: <laughs> <laughs> i am we are still we're tentatively planning next year we have a couple of things that we'll know will change a little bit um but next year it's slightly on the books already where we're, it's penciled in. so i'm excited <laughs>
0: i'm gonna pencil you in again you know like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we want you there cody we awesome
0: there. <laughs> so okay we're getting close to the end of our time. Tell me a little bit about like what's going to happen at the women's homestead conference and where people can find you. And Absolutely.
1: yeah. So this year we are having four speakers and we have about eight vendors, which we get to have homestead education there. Love and it. then we um, are, um, Having a VIP lunch and then a farm to table dinner um, or supper, depending on what you say. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and then um, this is time kind of a fellowship, connecting. I want to be able to connect people with um, interests. So, like, I want to be able to help people find their people. Um, and then, um, well, like I said, we'll hopefully be doing this every single year with littles. there's always that, like I can't com- totally commit until, you know, we get closer to time, but we are planning on doing this every single year and there'll be smaller, um, smaller things throughout the year. Like we're, um, getting ready to release a summit about, uh, crapping without fear. And so that will be keeping, keep a lookout for that. That'll be coming up in July and Amy and Ann and Amber Miller and, um, Annie Hartway and Beth will be sharing and that, and that'll be in July. And then we'll, I might have
0: to a- pick your brain a little bit. I haven't really like announced to anybody yet, but besides back end people. So maybe I should just go ahead and say it. I'm yeah. going to be doing a, um, educating your children on the homestead conference this year. Oh, I love, and I'm going to be having a lot of, I have speakers lined up that are both encouraging to homeschool moms and then speakers that are coming on that have alternative homeschool curriculums. Okay. And so I might have to pick your brain on how to put together a summit a little bit.
1: Yeah. I'm still learning. This is my very first one. And luckily <laughs> That's the best I've time
0: gone. to learn from someone.
1: <laughs> I have some great mentors. So, But we do doing yeah. that. Um, And then we might do something later on this year, another smaller intimate gathering where it will just be more a meal and kind of breaking bread together. I'm not sure about that. We'll kind of see how that plays out. But um, we'll be interviewing some mama homesteaders that will be up on our blog and on our social media page. And you can find us at Women's Homestead Society or um, my name is Angela Miller. And so you can find me at the Miller Homestead on Instagram.
0: So that's where you can find me. So I asked all of my guests the same question. What does keep growing mean to you? Oh, wow. Well,
1: that can be taken in so many different I, ways. but <laughs> I love that. I think for my, me personally, keep growing means like, don't just stop where you are. Allow yourself to be, keep being transformed into the complete person that you are created to be. Um, don't allow yourself to grow stale um we're supposed to be this you know I'm trying to think of the right word this growing um oh my word the word is slipping my 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 mind <laughs> right now not stale and not stagnant the opposite of that and so that's what I'm trying to say i can't remember the words <clears throat>
0: I'm not even sure. Uh, you know what? I got COVID and I lost like half my vocabulary. So and I, <laughs> I, I, would, I had to laugh because I had been, I mean, starting a podcast had been the goal for me. And I got COVID two months before I was planning on starting my podcast and literally lost half of my vocabulary. Like I couldn't even carry on a conversation like a reasonable human.
1: Oh my goodness! And I'm like,
0: how am I going to do this? My husband's like, well, script everything, and I was like, that feels dumb. Which I ended up almost my whole first season was scripted because I had no vocabulary.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. I can't <laughs> tell if it's just a mama brain fog or what exactly the brain fog is. If it's just like going to stay here forever, or what no, okay.
0: exactly So the mama one goes away. Like I can attest <laughs> to that because I've had six kids, including twins twin brain is horrific you can imagine (laughs) and so sorry ah I about died there so I have to clarify I did not have six kids two of my boys I um were from my husband's first marriage but um I I tell my 17 year old all the time that raising him hurts as bad as giving birth so I get to claim him (laughs) I love it. <laughs> I've been raising him since he was eight, so yeah. <laughs>
1: um, you can totally claimed that one. That one's yours. <laughs> yeah, he's mine. My-
0: uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's. I've actually. I mean, it. T- it was bad enough to the point. Like, I take B twelve supplements every day and do like word games on my phone.
1: Oh, that's smart. to try to
0: like work my brain. Yeah, of course. All of the podcasts I do and the conversations I have at conventions have definitely helped, but I still have those moments where I just sit there and stare at my husband and go, "I have no clue what I was trying to say." But yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, uh, your 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 mom brain will come back, and you know, okay. you're probably also a little stressed with your event coming up. So. We'll Hi. figure out what this word was supposed to be. And yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I had such a good time. I mean, my cheeks are actually like hurting. From- <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have to.
1: I've been smiling. I think the entire time. So right. like, rub my cheeks for a little bit afterwards.
0: <laughs> so I hope you aren't nervous anymore. And I am so looking forward to seeing you next week. And like I said, I'd like to reach out a couple of days before and see if we can't be of help to you in some way. Thank you. And um, I'm going to be airing this. I have this slated for tomorrow because I wanted it to air before your event so that people are watching you online and getting excited for next year. Uh, I know you're, you're already, what's the big words? Sold out.
1: (laughs) We were sold out in three weeks. I was blown away. away.
0: (laughs) So let's, let's make sure that everybody's tracking you for next year and I will see you soon. Hey, okay, See ya, Cody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education. And I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing!